Are we here yet? Are we there yet? Okay, I think we're on. Good evening. This is the White Collar Goon. Uh, and I am your spiritual mediator. I am your cultivator. I am your conduit or your medium. Um, and this is the Angels of Politics broadcast. Um, so I, I don't know, like I'm a somewhat ambivalent or <laughs> I have mixed emotions at this moment because it's been very, I guess it's very rare or it's been a long time since I've had strong feelings for a individual and the way that I am starting to um, garner or obtain at this moment. And I don't really know this woman that well. Like we've just spoken once or twice, but I am significantly uh, keen on her aesthetics, and <laughs> I I respect her mannerisms and her vibe. And um, there's this woman who comes into the gym to work out, and. I had seen her parents before her, her mom and dad are members of the place that I work and it, you know I've seen them before but I never I didn't know that they were together I didn't know that they had this woman as their daughter and um, she's actually like you know, really 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 pretty in my in my opinion you know I find her aesthetically pleasing and I I fancy her so it's like I like the feeling of liking someone, <laughs> I, I guess. It's, it's been a long time since I've had those feelings and it really takes me back to it takes me back to those um, initial feelings that I've had as a kid. You know, whenever I discuss attraction or dating or relationships with my close friends and my colleagues, you know, it, it varies depending on like the guy that you talk to or the person that you talk to, because a lot of my male friends or close male friends, um, some of them kind of got interested into women later than others. You know, some some guys weren't weren't or <laughs> weren't, uh, I guess, into girls at 13 or 12 or, you know, there were some guys at 15 or 16 who were still relatively shy and didn't have like girlfriends until college or even there's people even in, in university level or or above 18 19 who are still somewhat uh you know standoffish or conservative uh when it when it pertains to uh being forthcoming to a woman about their intentions and their emotions uh going on dates things of that nature but um this woman who i've seen um she brings me back, man. She just really brings me back to whenever I was in second grade or something and I was, you know, and I fancied Carolyn or whenever I was in fourth grade and I fancied China or when I was in uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever grade in middle school. And I liked uh, basically any other girl that that gave me some type of attention or affection. Right. So, you know, when I was in eighth grade, it was like Jessica or something like that or Jasmine or, you know, women women of the women of that time 
So, you know, I've been out of school for going on five years now. I graduated in 2013 and schooling is whenever most people kind of in interact in, and engage with their peers. Um, if you don't kind of square yourself away with a girlfriend by, you know, graduating college or something like this, then you're kind of forced to meet your uh, meet people in the workplace or you're supposed to meet people through I don't know uh, mutual friends or you're just supposed to leave it up to chance I guess I, I don't I don't really know how other people do it but the large majority of people kind of find their counterpart earlier and um, I kind of never did that you know I kind of just been playing the field but this person is quite interesting to me so Are we there yet? Are we on? I think we are. We're on. All right. This is the white color goon, and this is the Angels of Politics, Angels and Politics broadcast, uh, brought to you by none other. Um, so I'm talking about, or I'm bringing up this topic of, you know, having those like crushes on uh, on women or at that time young girls whenever I was in elementary school and I was one of those weird cases or maybe I was just I don't know me a, a few of my friends are more straightforward or maybe we were just type A in that specific compartment when it came to uh, the opposite sex but I always always I've always remembered just my understanding or comprehension or just simple attraction to the opposite sex since a little kid you know even preschool I remember holding you know a girl's hand if she was in like my class and you know walking around and, and I don't know if that was romantic or not but like you know equivalent to a preschool girlfriend is what I remember having I remember having a girlfriend in first grade even though being a, having a first grade girlfriend means nothing you're just telling a girl that you like them but like I remember being a guy that would express that to to, to girls in my class and um, I remember you know this this kind of progressing until I, I got you know maybe middle school and high school but when by the time I hit like a freshman in high school, you know, I wasn't I can't I can't say that I had like game or anything. If a woman was in my class, if there was somebody uh, who I fancy that I saw on a regular basis, uh, i.e. somebody who was in one of my classes or back in the back before, you know, middle school, which was sixth grade for us. If you're um, here in the United States, you know, we we had five, six, seven periods um to switch classes so you kind of could meet different people or had different people in your class but prior to that you only had you know one one classroom and you know those people 20 to 25 maybe 30 kids that were in your class uh you saw them every day so it was not uncommon for uh me or any other male in the classroom for um us to kind of 
go through the circuit of the girls in the classroom and who we liked, you know, in, in fourth grade or in fifth grade, if there was, you know, a few girls in the classroom, you might have started off liking this girl in the first few months. And then by Christmas time, you like somebody else. And then when the new year came into, you know, you like somebody else. And it, it, it was just like that. And I'm pretty sure it's like that for, for a lot of the girls, too, you know. Uh, their emotions change and your affections change and you know it's just it, I, I I realized maybe then when I was grade school you know that your <laughs> your your level of interest can change um and if your level of interest changes when it comes when it comes to a woman that also plays into how you see her attractively, right? So there's some girls who may not, when you initially see them, uh, fire off in your in your head as somebody who you deem to be like drop dead gorgeous or somebody who would catch your eye initially. But uh, let's say after a few weeks or maybe after talking to them after a while and you get a sense of their personality and their methodologies and how they you know go about things, suddenly you start to like look at them differently and then the next day or let's say you you know after school on on a friday you spend that weekend like thinking about that person a lot and a lot and then you come back to school like waiting to see that person it was like damn like how did that happen just a few weeks ago you you didn't even look that girl's way or and she was in your class the whole time never paid attention to her and now you see her and she's like the coolest thing since sliced bread to you 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 find her captivating you're enthralled by her you're enamored by her you're cap you, you know you're you're all about it so i don't know i guess i've always been somewhat that type of way are we there yet are we there yet i think we're on all right good evening this is the white collar goon and of course this is the angels in politics broadcast um we are on the topic of um infatuation uh liking someone uh falling in like not necessarily falling in love love is pretty a much a different ball game altogether i don't know if that's a different ball game that's a that's just a uh that's on a whole new level but as far as the initial emotions the the attraction the 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 way that you two interact whilst you're together the energy the tension um that might build and that might grow once you are you know of age as adults um and i and i can't even say adults i will say whenever you start to get you know your hormones start raging and you know you're a bit more developed and cultivated into uh handling yourself as a young man or or a young woman but what i really want to talk about is before before the sex or before you know your voice becomes deep and and you know your balls drop and before the women have all you know the bodies that are more uh curvaceous and voluptuous and a bit more pronounced with their biological and anatomical figures you know before that you know third grade fourth grade fifth grade sixth grade liking a girl was just purely about you know you just you fancied what was different about her or you you 
liked what women were capable of. And I feel like women enjoyed or they fancied what men had that they didn't have. So I, I mentioned this in my blogs or in my creative works that I use as uh, open expression or as an outlet. But when I was younger, I loved the fact that, you know, I just like the simple things. <laughs> I really like the simple things about women, like their, their clothing, you know, the dresses was nice to me. The colors that they wore were nice to me. The cute uh, way that they presented themselves with having, you know, hair ties and colorful, uh, you know, bows and scrunchies and uh, the way they did their hair and the hair in general, because I always had a low cut right now. I have no hair. So, you know, just the hair from a woman was was really nice. The softness of her voice, the the pitch of, of their voice, um, the smell, you know, um, uh, anything, anything, you know, you know, just the the fact that, if you know, as you grow older, you find that guys have larger hands and seeing a woman with smaller hands or, you know, small, you know, just the different variations that you find amongst men and women and I feel like those minute uh, differences are what draws us to them you know in my personal opinion um, but eventually it comes to the point where you have to make a play and um, uh, attraction is always going to be around I feel like there's always going to be some some f form of tension when you have the opposite sex or the opposite sexes together, you know, there's always going to be some type of energy and and vibration, even if she doesn't find you, you know, attractive, even if she doesn't like you. And even if you may not necessarily like her initially, I believe, you know, with men and women just being in the same vicinity for an extended am amount of time or extended period of time, um, will naturally biologically universally uh, tend to have some sort of connection that you couldn't control whether you wanted to or not just because you know we we are you know almost like magnetic in that way whenever you know you hear a woman's voice or you smell her perfume or when she twirls her hair or when you look at her and you see uh some of those pronounced body parts that you don't have. And it's like, you know, wow, you know, like it's just it's just one of those things that I think some guys are more into than others, you know. But at the end of the day, it's very much uh, a thing that I love. Are we there yet? Are we on yet? I think we are. All right. This is the White Collar Goon, and of course, this is the Angels on Politics broadcast, and I am glad to be presenting this special uh, topic to you. The topic that I want to harp on, or I just want to touch base on, um, of course, we are in this Lover Boy um, series, but I want to talk on. Let's say, you know, let's progress and fast forward some time and we're no longer in elementary school. We're no longer in the grade school, junior high or high school anymore. Um, we finished up with the university. All right. Or maybe we are in university, but we passed that a bit. Now we're young adults. Now we're adults and we're together. 
you know, you, you have found your significant other, you have found your lover, you have found your partner, um, you have found that person to compliment you or supplement you or make you whole. And once you have that person, it feels good, man. It feels good as a guy to, to be able to look at, you know, your woman and be like, yo, that's my ace. Like, that's not that's not just my girl. Or that's not just, you know, somebody I'm dating. Like she she is a part of me. She's a, she is an extension of me. Right. So I think that's a good a good feeling. But what kind of uh, devolves or whenever you have to deconstruct, you know, your relationship and when you see the problems that arise in the relationships a lot of the time you find insecurities a lot of the times you find um jealousy that that will arise and as a result of that where does that come from where, where, where does this jealousy and insecurities and how does that become pervasive and how does that you know permeate through a relationship that will eventually uh lead to the the destruction of it and i think to the core or to a, a foundational aspect you know this happens whenever guys look to ask a woman about her previous sexual history and this isn't something that's new to uh, our generation millennials or generation y or you know this this isn't new in 2018 this was around in, I'm pretty sure in 1918, in 1818, and, and, and going back hundreds of thousands of years, you know. And when it comes to the act of sex, and, and what I mean by sex, because I don't know too much about it, but I'm, I'm talking about sexual intercourse. There is a very clear or actually an unclear line when it pertains to women because to this day there is still a, a level of shame if with this uh, concept or a complex of being a virgin or a whore you know it's either you're being a good girl or a bad girl either you have value or you don't have value or you know you want to be on one side of the fence and that side of the fence that you want to be on is uh, a woman who is deemed <laughs> a person who is a uh, I don't know, important somebody who you want uh, to be taken care of, somebody who is dignified, somebody who is of value, somebody who is becoming or, or your behavior is constructive and becoming. Right. And that doesn't necessarily mean because you're a virgin that you're that way or if you're not a virgin, you're not that way. Right. So it's, it's a lot that women have to go through when it comes to their sexual history. But let's talk about dating and you have your significant other and you're happy and things are going well and then most women i think a lot of women can attest to this there comes a time and i was one of them and whenever i had a relationship in high school and this was over 10 years ago but like there comes a time when you just want answers and you might get a little curious and you might be a little insecure but you just want to know you know you want to know what uh, what she was into prior to you, you're right? Let's say you you are currently the guy who she's with, and she's maybe sexually active with, but for some reason you can't really get out of your head um, as as to why she is um, reluctant 
to express her previous history or she gets quiet or she kind of refuses to tell you about her sexual history and because of that it drives you mad and i can talk to you about that are we there yet i think we're there we're finally there all right to end this episode i want to just um finalize on the insecurities um, that a guy faces or that a male faces when it pertains to a woman's sexual history. There are a number of women. I can't speak for any woman, but I am pretty sure um, due to my personal history and due to just asking questions and just research that a lot of women have faced this issue, this problem. Um, there is going to be a time whereby, you know, things are all peachy, things are all good. Um, if it's a little loud in the background, that's because it's raining cats and dogs outside. So just bear with me. But there are pointed times where there's going to be, I guess, cloudy or thunderstorms in your in your relationships. There's, there's going to be times uh, whereby, like, you know shit was all good and and all of a sudden your guy is looking at you and and he's upset and you didn't do anything wrong you didn't cheat you didn't you know you didn't step out on him you didn't uh, call him any pejorative terms you didn't you know break his xbox you didn't you know what i'm saying you, you didn't do anything wrong but yet he's like livid with you he's tight and the reason why he's upset is because he's been in his head He's been in his head all this time, you know, for these past few hours or past few days or whatever, however long it's been. He's been running through various scenarios of you and other men. He is he's rummaging through his mental trajectory as to what you could have possibly have done. And how you could have possibly uh, still be doing these things with, you know, an ex-boyfriend or previous boyfriends or guys that you've never told him about. And the reason why guys are like this or the reason why it gets like this is because they feel like they are lacking something. It, these are compensatory actions. You know, we have to compensate for something that we're lacking. Uh, first and foremost, that may be confidence. That may be self-esteem. Let's say that may be... Um, our sexual performance that might be our uh, size of our penis that could be the length in which we can uh, uh, uphold or withstand sexual intercourse it could be a number of things that we feel like we are not necessarily proficient in um, it could be our height it could be our weight it could be a number of things that um, we feel like we need to work on that is not there yet but the most important thing that, that we find uncomfortable is how women don't initially tell us um, about their previous sexual history. And, and, and rightfully so, because women have been there. Women have always been there and they've been there and they've done that. And they know immediately what happens when you tell a guy what they don't want to hear.
They claim they do. <laughs> They're begging for it. They're keen on it. They want you to tell them, yo, tell me what you did with these guys. Tell me how it was. Was his dick bigger than mine? Did he make you come? Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Did you do it in, in this way? <laughs> did you do it that way? Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Like, you don't want to know these answers, but you're going to ask them. You know, if you're insecure, you're going to ask them. If you're if you're lacking something, you're going to ask them. And nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, any answer that she gives you is going to hurt you. Because if she says no, then you know she's lying. If she says nothing, you know that it could be something a lot that she's not telling you. But if she is honest and she does tell you, yeah, bro, that guy's dick was bigger than yours. Or, yeah, bro, I did have sex with these guys and this guy and I enjoyed it and it was great and this, that and the third. You're torn. You're hurt. The woman that you love, your ace, your partner, the person who complimented you, the person who supplemented you, the person that made you feel like you were one, the person that made you feel like you were a king, the person that you have sex without a uh, without a condom on. You look at her like she is, you know, a queen, a princess. But once you hear that other guys have been in that, you feel inadequate. 